Welcome back to What's the Score? Um, today, looking at part of SmackDown, all of Rampage, and all of Crown Jewel. So, stay tuned, because this is gonna be long. So get your popcorn, get ready, and welcome to What's the Score? So, we're looking at... Uh, so the opening of SmackDown was Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville and no DQ match. Um, the first 10 seconds, Sonya went out on the ring, outside the ring and got a kendo stick and didn't, it didn't hit her once with it. Um, halfway through the match, Liv Morgan did two suicide dives, two dives through the ropes and botched both of them. Um, luckily, Sonya Deville caught her on both of them. The second one, she... Uh, her feet, her knees caught the rope, and she like just fell face first, pretty much. Uh, she's safe, though. doesn't matter. Um, Liv Morgan. Uh, Sonya Deville set up a table, or Liv Morgan set up a table, don't remember, uh, off the apron, and... Sonia wanted to suplex her from the apron to the table. So what Morgan does is that she just falls. And so Sonia and her go through the table at the same time. Um, one thing to notice through this is that whenever Liv gets hurt now, she starts laughing and like starts giggling and starts smiling. Because like I assume she likes the pain. I have no idea where this is going. Um, so Indeville then fills the ring with chairs next to the corner, the ring post. Uh, so Sonia can power bomb live onto the chairs and get just a near fall, a two count. Um, and then Liv Morgan hits her finisher on the chair, chairs, and wins with pinfall one, two, three. And then after that, just many video packages and backstage segments um there's one thing that stood out it was the viking raiders and with a female figure which if you don't know in nxt uh, it was the viking raiders i believe nikki cross and someone named sarah logan um if i'm not mistaken sarah logan came back for the royal rumble uh last year i believe could be wrong but it was last year um but it looks like that that video package is teasing her to coming back. Now, I never, again, like I said, watched the original black and gold brand of NXT. So, I have no idea how good Log uh, Sarah Logan is or how bad they are. I know the Viking Raiders are good. Nikki Cross is good. Sarah Logan was the first to get released. So, yeah. And when they got brought up to WWE, they were broken apart. I think Sarah Logan stayed in NXT. Nikki Cross did her own thing, and then the Viking Raiders did their own thing. So, we don't know. Uh, it also looks like Nikki Cross is getting back to that weird, just angry, always state when she was with the Viking Raiders. If I'm not mistaken, that's how she was. Uh, just completely angry and wanted to kill everybody. Um, the next match was Ricochet versus LA Knight. Now, here's what happened. I couldn't watch 
SmackDown Live because I had to work. So I decided to watch it last night, Sunday. And the Fox app kept crashing. It's like the seventh time it crashed, reaching to the LA and Ricochet match. So I got I lost patience and I just stopped watching. So that's all we're gonna do for SmackDown. I'm sorry. I had zero patience for this garbage. Uh I don't know why it kept crashing. And then I real and later found out that it wasn't um it wasn't just Fox, it was actually all the apps for some reason, and I don't know why. And I still lost patience, so I still didn't watch. So I didn't finish um, Fox's SmackDown. So, Rampage time. Let's go, Rampage. Uh, the match started with Orange Cassidy versus Shibata uh, for the All Atlantic title with Mike Tyson on commentary. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is Shibata's third match uh, since his career-ending, his new career-ending injury. Um, and it was a good match. It was a great match. Both of them put their heart and soul into it. Shibata left okay, the looks of things. Uh, Orange Cassidy obviously pins Shibata with the orange punch. And... Mike Tyson seemed really, really into this match. He seemed like he knew who he was talking about, about Shibata and Orange Cassidy. And, you know, we could use more of him on Rampage. Uh, I'm curious on what the ratings would be on Rampage, though. I want to see that. Um, and then I'm trying to figure out what I'm looking at here. Uh, the match, again, like I said, was great. And at the end of the match, there's a heartwarming moment where Orange Cassidy puts the glasses on Shibata like he did uh, at Forbidden Door after the IWGP United States match with Will Ospreay. Uh, and they shook hands. And that was the end of that segment. Then it went to a backstage segment of the Blackpool Combat Club with Claudio, uh, Brian Danielson, and William Regal. They, uh, Claudio said he wants a rematch because he's a former Ring of Honor champion. Uh, then Brian Danielson says he wants a rematch because he's also a former Ring of Honor champion. Uh, and then William Regal pretty much said, Jericho, ball's in your court. You make a move. You decide who you want to face. All right. Jericho versus Brian or Claudio. My original thought that was going to be a triple threat match. Uh, we'll find out what happens and what the match will be later on into Rampage. Um, the next match was Jamie Hayter, uh, Britt Baker versus Addison Rae and Sky Blue. Pretty much a squash match with Jamie getting the pin. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember this part a lot, but they proceed to beat up Sky Blue, I believe, and then Tony Storm comes out. I don't remember if it was a brawl or they just stood there or they left. I don't I don't remember. Um then cut to yet another backstage segment with the JAS, uh Jericho and Sammy Guevara, where Jericho was like, Okay, why do I need a pick when I can choose both? 
And why would I want to do a triple threat match when I can just throw in Sammy Guevara for some reason? Like, he's a former Ring of Honor champion. And, like, he deserves to be in there despite all the backlash he's got in the past year. So, let's give him a title opportunity and just throw him into the ROH match at full gear. Not even at the ROH pay-per-view. At full gear, this is going to be... They're going to defend the title. I don't know why... Um, but yeah, so this will be a fatal four-way, Jericho, Sammy, Brian Danielson, and Claudio. Again, it's just lazy at this point, because we know what's going to happen. Jericho's going to win. We hope Brian wins, and then Brian can go to the pay-per-view as champion. Um, but then after that, he said, Jericho said, how the Black Bull Cumba Cup aren't even friends, how they hate each other really deep inside. And he said that once the Blackpool Combat Club beat each other up and take each other out of the match, uh, there will be that, that Sammy will do the right thing. And that was alluding to Sammy just letting Jericho pin him for the victory and Jericho can retain the title. And Sammy looked baffled at this statement. He looked confused. He didn't know. He was like, Trying to put two and two together on why he would say that. And I think he eventually realized. Next. Ricky Starks comes out. Finally. Ricky Starks comes out. Like he deserves to be out. Um, and he pretty much says. How he wants to. Uh, he, he wants to. He is putting himself into the battle royal. Battle Royal? No. Uh, sorry. Into the Eliminator World Championship match, which will be determined at full gear, I believe. And so he's put into that match, and then later on he we we get uh the full card on who's gonna be in the match. Then again the cut to another backstage segment with Sammy Guevara. And he, I forgot what he said about Jericho, but he said, nonetheless, doesn't matter. He wants to fight Brian Danielson again on Dynamite. Uh, this time it's a two out of three falls match. And that was pretty much what he said backstage, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, because of that with Jericho, I don't know why he didn't, but you know, me for the time somehow. Next was Warjo versus Gator Bagnate. It was just Warjo wins. Nothing really special happens in that match. Um, let me pull up the the bracket for the eliminator match. All right. So on the left side, it's Kingston, Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page on Dynamite. Bandito versus Rush on Rampage. <clears throat> My voice, Jesus. On Rampage. Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks on Rampage and Brian Cage. Yeah, Brian Cage versus Dante Martin on Rampage. Three of them are on Rampage. I don't know why, um, but it is what it is at that point. Um, it seems that Ricky Starks, the final is going to be Ricky Starks versus Ethan Page because they seem to be the only ones who have some sort of build going into this match. Um, they go to full gear, the winners, the final is in full gear, and the winner gets to face whoever's champion between Mox and MGF, it'll be MGF, 
uh, winter is coming. So that'll be some, something to look forward to. Um, but now here's a thing. The, I think full gear is the 19th, I believe. Let me see. Full gear is, yeah, the 19th or 20th. I don't, I don't remember. Um, and there has been little to no build to any of the matches. Uh, MJF, John Moxley had some build. Um, MJF was completely absent this week. Besides a little video package on Dynamite. Um, it has been sh uh, there has been no really advancements in that feud. The Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker feud. I guess makes sense because they were roommates during the lockdown and they know each other. And Tony Storms thinks she's changed and blah, 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 blah. So now they have a match. The ROH title, if it was a 1v1 between Jericho or Claudio or Jericho and Danielson, it would make sense. A triple threat would have made sense. But if Jericho wants to ruin the legacy of Ring of Honor, why and, and beat former Ring of Honor champions? Why is Sammy in there? Sammy... I don't think has even wrestled in Ring of Honor, let alone even touched a Ring of Honor championship. So I don't know why he's just thrown in there. Just more Jericho stuff being told to Tony Khan because Tony Khan loves Jericho. The only one that has actually had a build was the acclaimed and Swerve in her glory, which is Swerve, which is I think number three. The first one was at All Out. The second one was Grand Slam. And now this is going to be... Oh my god, my voice. And this is going to be Full Gear. So, that... The first two were bangers. Let's hope the third one's going to be a banger. Because that shows... That match is probably going to carry the show. Along with Jericho. Uh, sorry, not Jericho. That's not going to carry the show. Between John Moxley and MJF. For the main event. Now, we're on to the Super Show, the Saudi Arabia Masterclass, Crowned Jewel. Overall, good pay-per-view. Uh, I don't mind it. It was okay. It tried. Uh, but the opening match was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Now, before the match even started, I believe, they were fighting on the outside. Bobby Lashley speared Brock through the same barricade that got speared 50 times a year. Um, Brock was selling an injured knee perfectly. Uh, it wasn't pretty back and forth. It was pretty much like a Brock Lesnar match. A few finishers, a few suplexes. And the ending was interesting because it was Bobby Lashley had the hurt lock on Brock Lesnar who was facing the ropes. Brock Lesnar jumps up and kicks off the top rope or the middle rope, I don't remember. And he lands on Lashley and that is how Brock gets the pin and he pins Lashley with the hurt lock still in. So pretty interesting ending to the match. Uh, and then after Lashley just beats the shit out of Brock. And that's how it ends the match. After he loses, he just beats the hell out of him. Now here was the interesting match. It was 
Damage Control versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss. The reason why this match was confusing was because Damage Control and Asuka and Bliss had a match on Raw where Damage Control dropped the belt. Now, why? Triple H, why? Why make them drop the belt and then instantly have a match to win back the title on Crown Jewel, which was literally five days later? Makes no sense. Anyway, before the match started, in the back was the champions, and they were talking to the microphone like they do during an interview, uh, you know, blah, 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 we're going to retain, blah, 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 blah. But on the screen behind Bliss, um, Bray Wyatt's logo popped up and she gets distracted by it. Like, why? Why? You can tell she's thriving not being under Bray Wyatt. Why? She wasn't good under Bray Wyatt. She had the worst matches. It was full of stupid black mist, almost like the House of Black, which is also stupid, the black mist. Um, and it's just like, why? Because she's, she's, she's thriving. This is her character. This is how she should be as a character. She had so much success before Bray Wyatt, and she's having so much success after Bray Wyatt. So I don't know why again backtracking and going and, and probably bringing her back with Bray Wyatt I hope not um but now the match starts it was a solid match I'm not gonna lie with you it was a really really good match um it was a, it was a solid match uh with the champions I think Bliss was but they hit the twisted Bliss um onto I think Kai I think it was Dakota Kai and Nikki Cross just attacks Bliss, hits her finisher or something, a neck breaker off the top rope, and then Bliss just pins. Uh, Bliss gets pinned by Kai and damage control our champions again. Why? Why have them drop the title and then regain it five days later? This is pretty much how Triple H booked the tag team titles. It has not been better since Triple H came in because, what, Damage Control lost it to Raquel and it got, it's Alyssa, I think, in, in, in the tag tournament. And then a few weeks later, or a week later, Damage Control won it. Had a stale reign. Lost it to Bliss and Asuka. And then five days later, won it back. I don't understand what the deal is here. Um, it just makes the title look not important. It makes the title look worse than the Intercontinental title for being completely honest with each other. Just so stupid. So stupid. Um, oh my god. I was choking, I'm sorry. Next was Drew McIntyre versus Overrated Cross. Uh, Drew wins by coming over the cage and overrated cross crawling towards the door that was wide open. I don't oh, punched my microphone. I don't know why she didn't just go in there 
and pull him out. She was just standing there with the door. It's a door. It's going to stay open. It's designed to stay open. Pull him. Help him. You're just watching him crawl. The no DQ match. You literally maced Drew McIntyre and the referee. And then locked the door in front of Drew McIntyre. But you can't go in there and pull your husband. This, this, this feud has been ass. I'm being honest. Cross and Scarlet are overrated. Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't see what's good with Cross or Scarlet. Um, Scarlet adds nothing to Cross except that Cross looks weak and can only win by his wife's distractions. Because the past few matches, that's how they won. Uh, Drew got maced by Scarlet and he pinned him one, two, three. It's just like I, I don't I don't get it. I don't know why they brought him back. He should have brought him back to NXT. But you know. I digress. I don't like Aaron Cross at all. I don't like his stupid intro with a screen goes gray and it drops from sixty frames to like ten frames per second. Uh I, I just don't like it at all. Next match. <laughs> uh, the OC, the original club, versus Judgment Day. Now, here's what gets interesting. Michael Cole made not one, but two New Japan references. They referenced the Bullet Club. Oh, sorry, three uh, New Japan references. They mentioned the Bullet Club by name instead of the club. They say how Carl Anderson is the never open weight champion, and they mentioned how uh, I believe Carl and Luke are three time IWGP, bow my voice, IWGP champions, which is just, you know, cool reference. But now I'm wondering if the Forbidden Door for WWE is going to be open, or if it's just, oh, yeah, you can use the names of. Our titles and mention blah 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 because we're giving you our talent. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, the match ended with Rhea Ripley pulling AJ's leg, hitting him with his face hitting the apron. Uh, and then what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. The British guy. Oh my god, Finn Balor, Irish. Finn Balor hitting the coup de gras off the top rope and pinning them one, two, three, and that was it. Mid. This feud has also been mid, but I digress. Uh, Omas versus uh, Braun Strowman. Omas is Braun Breaker. Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun wins in a typical match of Giants. You know. Um, later on, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna mention this now. Uh, Braun Strowman tweeted something. Uh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if his match got a five star or whatever, but he said that we got a 47th five star match compared to these flippy flippy guys. Uh, referring to I guess people who do flips and like gymnastics and stuff like that. And he got a lot of backlash, uh, not only from his colleagues, but from people outside of WWE. Um, Ricochet told him he can talk all this crap or essentially I'm 
paraphrasing. You can say all this, but don't ask him to get on a weight because he'll get upset. Um, and then Mustafa Ali said, teach me how to get fired. Uh, Will Ospreay got mad. A lot of people got mad at this statement. Um, and then he later pulled, you know, the classic. It was just a joke, you know. We get a bunch of backlash. You gotta say, yo, it's just a joke, mate. Calm down. But, uh, yeah. He's, he's not the brightest. And whatever company he was working for before didn't draw many people. And it's like a 1.5 star rating. So, I digress with Braun Strowman. Also, another overrated man. I don't know why they brought him back. Because they're just gonna... What are they gonna do with him after this feud? Literally nothing. They're probably just gonna put him in the catering. Have a few dry matches against small people. Let Rey Mysterio probably beat him once or twice. I don't, I don't, I don't know what their plan for him is after this. Next was the Usos versus the Brawling Brute. Um, the match was a great match. Uh, it ended with the Usos hitting a Super One D, or as AEW calls it. An avalanche, one D off the top rope, and they pin. I believe it was what's his name, Butch. Yeah, they pin Butch uh, to retain. Now it's the Usos versus the New Day on SmackDown, which is interesting because the New Day hold the longest tag team title reign, and the Usos are gonna break. The longest tag team title reign. So. Makes sense why this is happening. Because it's like. If you want to break this record. You have to beat the record holders. And, and that's what they're doing. So this makes sense. Um, Next was. A classic in my opinion. A really good match. Was Bianca Belair versus Bailey In a last, last woman. Standing match. Uh, had a lots and lots of spots. Uh, one of them was Bailey setting up a table uh, just, before, just before the ramp ends through the ring. And they teased that they were going to powerbomb each other through it or something like that. But what happens is they end up going to the entranceway. And Bailey gets like this rolling box that can close. And she th threw it at Bianca. And. Bianca fell in with a box closed on it, closed on her, and she pushed out and beats the count of 10. When the funny part, I'm not sure this was planned, but as she was leaving the box, her hair got caught into the box when it closed. So she had to open the box and pull it back out. Um, then Bailey leaves somewhere and then comes out with a giant golf cart or just a golf, golf cart. And they were fighting on top of it a little bit and that that roof was bending like mad i think would have broke instantly under any other circumstances it was hilarious um bailey was on the roof and bianca drove all the way down the ramp towards the the table now i think she hit a kod i, I believe off the, the golf cart, but the table didn't break, so it looked painful, and then they had to 
redo it, but this time Bianca powered bomb Bailey through the table. Um, and the the way this match ended, Bianca trapped Bailey under a ladder and then put the ladder under the top rope, under the bot sorry, under the bottom rope, so she couldn't escape. Um, and Bianca retains, beating Bailey three times. And I don't understand because I feel like Bailey should have won it. If she had, a, if she should have won it, it should have been this time. But I don't, I don't. I hope they don't keep this feud going for a fourth match because then that'll be dragging it. Um, I saw people saying how they they wanted at least a title change in this match, so they let Damage Control lose on Raw and keep it and get it back on Super Show where we're crown jewel. But I feel like if they wanted to have a title change, this was the fans this was the match the fans were expecting a title change to happen and they didn't deliver on it. So I don't know where this feud is gonna go. Hopefully Naomi and Sasha come back and they take it from there. I don't know. Dumb decision. Great match. But uh yeah. Next Next, Bray Wyatt comes out, and the fans in Saudi Arabia love Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt literally said a bunch of nothing, and that's pretty much what happened. The guy came onto the screen, Uncle Howdy, and they talked back and forth, and that was it. That was all that happened, so I don't understand what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. But they need to pull a trigger on him soon because this he's starting to get stale. I, I, it, some fans like him. I'm not one of them. He has to go, in my opinion. Um, now, time for the main event. Which was Logan Paul, which I never thought I would say, versus Roman Reigns. What a time we live. Uh, the match is really, really good. Really good match. Um, he Logan seemed like a trained professional. Oh, he is trained by Shawn Michaels, but he looked like a professional. He was hitting buckshot lariats. He was jumping off the top rope. It was just beautiful. Um, and there's a spot where on ringside where the impulsive crew, Roman Reigns was on the announce table. And the impulsive crew gave Logan Paul a phone and he was recording on it, which you can find the video on uh, the Instagram of WWE of him hitting a top rope splash onto Roman Reigns through the table, through the announce table. It was beautiful. Now, this is where it starts to get dicey, which we expected this to get dicey. Usos come out and just super kick George and the other guy from Impulsive. Then Jake Paul comes out with it's everyday bro. Uh, <laughs> and he hit two of the worst punches I've ever seen in my life on the Usos. And then Solo comes out. Solo comes out to confront Jake and security guard were there instantly. 
to pull them apart. So, and then the Usos came back, were threatening to attack Jake Paul, and then Logan Paul hits a splash on both Usos, and then Roman Reigns comes in, Superman punches Logan Paul, spears him, and pins him one, two, three. But Logan Paul did have a couple of near falls where he punched Roman in the kidney or in the liver. I don't, I don't know what the boxing thing is, kidney or liver. And then he punched him, hit a Superman punch, and got multiple two counts uh, in this match. So good job for Logan Paul. Great match. An okay ending. Expected that Logan wasn't going to win, obviously. But then after the match, Logan Paul tweets, he's torn his meniscus, torn, uh, torn his meniscus, MCL, and potentially his ACL. Uh, halfway, half, he said it happened halfway through the match. Um, I assumed that this was the buckshot lariat. Because uh, I believe, didn't that injure CM Punk too? At one point, the buckshot lariat. But yeah, if you're not Hangman Adam Page, you cannot do the buckshot lariat without tearing or destroying your legs. So, again, great match. Great, great show with a few down spots with Karrion Cross and Bray Wyatt and the OC. The title matches were great. Nothing to complain about there. Uh, which is expected. WWE always seemed to underdeliver on Raw and SmackDown. And people don't expect these pay-per-views to be good. And then they over-deliver on the pay-per-views. So props to them. They know how to they know how to make a pay-per-view look great. Unlike AW sometimes, because they give away a lot for free on TV. And pay-per-view matches just seem like a bunch a waste of money. Because, you know, we've seen this match happen a few times before, but I digress. Anyway, that was my review on the first 30 minutes of SmackDown, uh, Rampage, and Crown Jewel. Remember, everybody, please stay happy, stay healthy, wash your hands, brush your teeth, and uh, have a great day. And remember, everybody, what is the score? Peace out.